My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Hey everyone, it is great to see you. It's so good to be back here at Covenant Garden Talks almost over a year later. And it is um, wonderful to see so many familiar faces and it is great to, um, to see uh, many new and unfamiliar uh, faces too. It's great to, to be here um, for your Christmas carol service. This year's MS Christmas advert opens with Olivia Coleman saying, Koh, what a year. Let's try to make Christmas a little brighter, shall we? I think most of us would agree uh, with Olivia. 2020 has indeed been quite uh, the year. It's one most of us can't wait to see the back of. But before we do say goodbye to 2020, we still have the opportunity to celebrate Christmas. But although Boris has said that we'll be able to see and spend time with our loved ones over the festive season, we can only form bubbles of up to three households, which is not much of an issue if you have a small family, but might well be if you have a larger one. Christmas will undoubtedly look and feel uh, different. And we can already observe uh, some of those differences, can't we? Like having this carol service on Zoom uh, instead of in a church building. And most of your company Christmas dinners and parties will have been canceled as well. And I'm not sure how much you fancy having Christmas drinks on Zoom. What about Winter Wonderland? Um, even though it wasn't a surprise, I was still devastated when I found out that it had been canceled. It's been an annual tradition for me for almost a decade. I suppose the silver lining is that I won't need to take out a bank loan uh, just to buy a cup of mulled wine this year. Now folks, of course there are more serious ways than the absence of winter wonderland in which Christmas will be different and for many people hard uh, this year. It does not feel like a time to be jolly when, as Boris put it, many of us will need to be jolly careful. But today, I, I want to propose a reason why Christmas still 
is the season to be, if not jolly, then joyful. I want us to see that despite the crazy year we've had, we can still have joy this Christmas. And in case you're wondering, it has very little to do with the fact um, that the rollout of the COVID vaccine um, has already begun. Uh, that's great. I'm really glad that it's happening, but that's not what I'm going to be talking about. So why can we be joyful this Christmas? The short answer is Christ. We can be joyful because of Christ. But why? Isn't, isn't the Christmas story about his, mirac- his miraculous birth just a tall tale uh, we tell to entertain children? Although you might be tempted to think that, I wonder if you've actually read a gospel as an adult and thought about what it says about Jesus, starting with his birth uh, for yourself. A gospel is an eyewitness account of Jesus' life, of which there are four in the Bible, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you've never done it before, I highly encourage you to read at least one of them. The, the one we had our reading from today is Luke who recorded the words that Mary, Jesus' mother, used to praise God after finding out that she was going to give birth to God's own son. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Now, why is she praising God, why is she so excited about the fact that she's going to give birth to God's son? She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. She's excited because she realizes that God is going to bring salvation through her son. That is why she calls God her savior. Now, in what way would Mary experience God's salvation? She knew that salvation would come to her through the son she was going to give birth to. It is her son who would later go on to die on a cross so that everyone, including her, could have the opportunity to have all of their sins forgiven. That is, that they could have all of the the evil and wrongdoing that they had committed against God and against other people completely forgiven. So what does it mean for God to be Mary's savior? It means that he rescues her from the penalty and or punishment that her personal sin deserves. Mary was a sinner just like you and me, yet she received God's salvation. She called God her savior. And so can you. You can receive God's salvation and have him as your savior. But you will need to acknowledge your need for salvation and rely 
on the salvation that God is providing through his son, whom he sent into the world. Christmas is all about God sending his son into the world to rescue it. Now, why is God doing this? Why is God offering Mary salvation? And and why is he offering us salvation? He's doing it because of his mercy. God is the savior who shows mercy. I don't know if you've seen the Coca-Cola advert uh, this year. I really rather enjoyed it. Uh, At the end of the advert, it says, this Christmas, give something only you can give. This Christmas, give something only you can give. When God sent his son into the world over 2,000 years ago, he was giving something only he could give. The most famous verse in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God gave us what only he could give, his son. He gave the world his son so that we could have eternal life. That is salvation if we will trust in him. God gave what only he could give, and it was a demonstration of his mercy to us. Twice, Mary refers to God's mercy when she praises him. Why? She does so because her salvation depends completely on God's mercy. And so does ours. God offers us salvation not because We are deserving of it, but precisely because we are not deserving of it. He shows us mercy. As I said earlier, we are all guilty of evil and wrongdoing. So we don't deserve salvation. I recently watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in a there's a little girl who's worried that Father Christmas might not give her a gift. So her uncle says to her, if you've been good all year round, Santa Claus is going to bring you something. If you've been good all year round, Santa Claus is going to bring you something. Imagine for a second that God were like Santa. If he were, we would have no hope of salvation. Santa says that you have to be good to be rewarded. But God says that none of us has been good. And so he can't reward us. Instead, he needs to show us mercy. You see, we might be able to put on a good front to other people, and even lead them to believe that we're really rather uh, nice people. And relatively speaking, we may be. But we can't do that to God. 
And he's aware of all of our actions and even of our innermost thoughts and desires. When we consider all of these, none of us can pretend before God that we're actually good. So we need his mercy. He is the savior who shows mercy. But I want us to notice who his mercy is for. Mary says his mercy is for those who fear him. Anyone can receive God's merciful salvation if they will fear him. Now, what does it mean to fear God? It means to acknowledge that as our creator, he has the right to judge us for the sins we've committed against him and against other people. Let me say that again. It means that as our creator, he has the right to judge us for the sins that we've committed against him and against other people. Fearing God might be a bit like someone, fearing God might be a bit like the feeling someone has when they're in court facing charges that they know they're guilty of. The defendant rightly fears the judge in that scenario. And it's a fear that causes them to long for mercy. You see, when when we acknowledge that we're guilty and deserve God's judgment, that is when we'll be open to receiving his mercy. You will only ever ask someone for mercy if you fear them. So fearing God is essential to obtaining his mercy. Should we not fear God, we effectively tell him that we don't need the mercy that he is extending to us. Folks, Christmas is about God reaching out to us by sending us his son to mercifully provide us with the salvation that we all need. Now, I don't know if you're already fearing God or not, but I do know this. If you do fear him, you will receive his mercy. You will receive his salvation. And you can begin to fear him today. You can do that by confessing to him that you need his mercy because of your sin and by putting your trust in his son, Jesus, whom he sent to save us. If you do that, you can be forgiven of all your sin and have eternal life, just like Mary did. You'll be able to join her in saying, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I hope we can see today why Christians in particular celebrate Christmas. People might have various reasons for celebrating Christmas, but I hope today you've seen why Christians celebrate Christmas.
And I hope we can see why there is cause to be joyful this Christmas. And of course, it goes without saying that this joy isn't reserved exclusively for the 25th of December. We can have it year round. My sincere hope is that you will have this joy, not only this Christmas, but always. Allow me to, to say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, that you uh, sent your son to save us. We can trust you that you are a savior, that you are our savior, um, and that we can have a forgiveness because your son came to, to provide us the rescue that we needed. Well, we pray that you would um, convince us um, of this truth. Amen.